Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. There is much to get to today. Some uh, amazing stuff with uh, regard to the border, the southern border. They cleaned out the bridge in Del Rio like it never even happened. All those Haitians just disappeared, apparently, I don't know, into the ether. Uh, no, mostly actually into the fabric of the United States like they've been doing for a long time. we got some uh, the audio of uh, Joe Biden completely flipping his position on immigration from 2007 to 2015 to now. We're going to share that on the show today. We've got a Project Veritas video with a uh, FDA official talking about the only way you're going to be able to to uh, get black people to take the vaccine is with a blowgun. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's on the way, among other things. But uh, welcome to the show. Please come inside. Shelly Ross, a veteran TV journalist, accused uh, CNN's Chris Cuomo of sexual harassment on Friday. There was a 2005 incident. Now, she was his boss at ABC, and uh, she apparently said he groped her rear end during a hug. Okay? She says, uh, our interaction at this place was not sexual in nature. It it happened 16 years ago in a public setting when she was a top executive at ABC. I apologized to her then, and I meant it. That's what, uh, I don't know. You know, this this is 16 years ago. It's inexcusable. It's just kind of, who acts like this? Who does this? I've never understood it. When I was in my 20s, Clarence Thomas was uh, nominated to the Supreme Court. I like Clarence Thomas. But the issue of uh, sexual harassment came up, and I never understood it. it was, to me, it was common sense. You don't grab women's private areas at work, and you certainly don't threaten them with promotion or demotion if they don't sleep with you. I mean, it's freaking common sense where I come from. Uh, Weekly unemployment claims uh, rise 16,000 to 351,000 despite 10 million job openings with retail and hospitality industries desperate for staff. All you have to do is open the doors. All you have to do is get rid of regulation. All you have to do is give businesses the freedom to do business and make a profit. Retail industry reported a decline of 29,000 jobs in August alone, according to the Department of Labor. A lot of this has to do with people sitting on their rear ends and getting $300 additional per week from the federal government, which ended just about, what, a couple weeks ago? People are still not flooding the job market because maybe they don't have to yet. You get used to sitting on your butt. Some people will take advantage of it. Some people want to do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. The country offered only 235,000 new jobs last month after having added roughly a million in both June and July because, hey, you just opened the doors. That's what happens. According to Rasmussen, it looks like Trump would absolutely destroy Joe Biden by 10 points and Kamala Harris by 13 if they were to run. Yeah. 
Likely voters said that given a second chance on Election Day, they'd pick Trump over either Biden or Kamala Harris by a country mile. The Rasmussen Report survey set for release this morning said that in a Trump-Biden election, Trump would win 51-41. Independent voters would overwhelmingly choose the Republican by 20 points over the incumbent against Harris. Trump would win 52-39. One-fifth of Democrats would also vote for Trump. Uh, If you see this poll that says it, it means that Trump would win by 20. Trump has a a big rally this weekend. I was going to go down for this one, but I'm hopefully going to make it up to the uh, October the 8th rally. In Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Oh, this is interesting also. This is what Joe Manchin says of Joe Biden trying to get him to vote along with the Democrats' $3.5 billion infrastructure and socialist reengineering plan. He said that Joe Biden said, hey, give me a number. Give me a number. Get any number as he tried to get Democrats in line on his ambitious social agenda. Please, just uh, just work on it. Give me a number. And tell me what you can live with and what you can't. He just basically said, find a number you're comfortable with. This is bribery. This is bribery with your money. It's amazing. Joe Biden thinks it's his money. This is your freaking money. This is your $3.5 trillion. This is yours. And he's acting like it's his monopoly money. Isn't it? It's just arrogant. Just give me a number. Give me a number what I can give you. What's going on here today is what is happening in Russia. And we have uh, oligarchs running the country. We have a 5 to $10 trillion annual company. And we have people in charge of the company, CEOs, that all they do is just direct money and pay off their, their cronies. That's all they do. This is what they do in Russia. This is what they wanted and, and Hillary Clinton dreamed of as being, she, she wanted to be president. She dreamed of doing this. The Clinton Foundation had $150 million given to it by Russian oligarchs following the uh, Uranium One deal. When she lost the election, her charity folded. Why? Were they done doing all the good work? No. The donations dried up. That's what we're dealing with in this country. Let's talk about the situation in Del Rio and they're staying under a bridge. So they've moved out, uh, I guess, most or all of the uh, Haitian refugees who weren't actually living in Haiti. They were um, living in uh, Colombia and other countries where they had uh, come from Haiti. And then Joe Biden says, we're not going to fly out of here if you jump over the border. So come on in. And they did by the thousands, by the thousands, by the thousands. I want to open with something that will make you smile. Um, Al Sharpton likes to come in and hijack things. He's a funeral chaser. That's what he's a funeral chaser. So whenever he wants to take over a narrative about someone's death and claim it was uh, because of police and racism and all this stuff, then he, he becomes the, uh, apparently uh, the self-appointed spokesperson for it, even though he's an idiot. I mean, this guy, honestly, I, I really, I mean this, he's not smart at all. I guess his affiliation with Jesse Jackson and his affiliation with MLK Jr. propelled them into national fame. But honestly, both of them compared to uh, Martin Luther King Jr. were were farts in the wind. Uh, Honestly, just complete morons. So he decides he's going to go down and he's going to own this false narrative about uh, Border Patrol agents on horseback whipping black Haitians, which is a lie and absurd. But here is Al Sharpton at the border getting shouted down yesterday. I love it. He went down to make some sort of appearance. And uh, and he got shouted down. I love this. Ambassador to South Africa. Why are you not being the ambassador? Missing at the border. And to 
Forty percent of the children that come into the country are not missing from the border. Kids are being sedated at the U.S. border. Why are you not being a voice for the children? From Atlanta, Georgia, New Birth Baptist Church. He's uh, just so over. He's he's so done. He's like a Thanksgiving turkey. He's done. He's 165 degrees internal temperature with the uh, plastic thermometer popped right out. There you go. Uh, Here is Ted Cruz taking on AOC and why she hasn't gone to the border during this crisis when she went during the Trump administration and stood outside of a fence with a couple people on the other side and cried. Mr. President, every Democrat who stood up and lamented kids in cages in the House of Representatives Representative Ocasio-Cortez has a famous photo of her grasping her head by the kids in cages. Well, I'm going to give a simple challenge for Representative Ocasio-Cortez and for every Democrat in this body. Go see the Biden cages. By the way, AOC cried yesterday because the Iron Dome defensive funding bill for Israel passed. And she cried like a little baby girl, like a little baby girl in the candy aisle. And mommy says, no, no Skittles for you today. And she cried with your own eyes. I've seen them, the Donna tent facility with over 4,000 people with little boys and little girls on top of each other. Just a couple of weeks ago when I was in the Rio Grande Valley, the rate of COVID positivity in the Biden cages was over 22%. And all the Democrats who talked about this, if they don't go, if they don't denounce the Biden cages, then they're telling you that they're hypocrites. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. Here's Joe Biden in 2007, sounding uh, much more lucid than he is right now, talking about immigration and the importance of the border. Ladies and gentlemen, no great country can say it is secure without being able to control its borders, period. What I would do about it was what I proposed to do about it almost 13 years ago. I would radically ramp up the number of border security guards we have. Yesterday, they took some away and actually got rid of got rid of the horseback officers, which is stupid because they're used because of the terrain and mobility. The use of electronic surveillance material we have to guard the border and a number of what they call virtual fences. They're not literally fences, virtual fences from aerostat balloons on to where we whereby we can control the border. Okay, so he says that he proposed that 13 years before that. So until that point, he had 13 years of supporting a strong border. Then 2015 came around. An unrelenting stream of immigration. Nonstop. Nonstop. Folks like me who were... Now, here's the difference. And and I heard this uh, echoed earlier this week as to why the Democrat Party changed. The Democrat Party used to be on the side of uh, working class Americans, uh, unions particularly, and they saw the damage that bringing illegals over with massive discounted uh, labor rates, how it would impact the American worker and, and unions. Then they realized that they could bring in a dependent class that was much bigger than those people and could sway elections by offering them free bows from the government. That's the switch. That's what they call selling your soul. But Joe Biden doesn't have one, so eh. Caucasian. He just has to stick with, I don't know, bribing people. Looks like me who were... Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. That doesn't happen, actually, but you know, whatever. I don't care. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be 
white European stock. Now listen to that. He talks to us like we're cattle. Then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, there you go. Old white European stock. Ow. Oh, here is Eric Bowling talking to Ron Johnson. Javier Mayorkas, he has 240,000 employees in his department, the DHS. 240,000 people. This man is the head of a 240,000-person company. That's like being the head of General Motors, I would suppose. And yet this <laughs> initials are J.A. does not know the number of Haitians that are being allowed in the country. Now, this is about fifteen to 20,000 people, Haitians, versus 240,000 employees, and he's never been able to give anyone an answer because he's covering it up. Here is Eric Bowling talking to Senator Ron Johnson about the cover-up. No, they haven't, and I just checked. Uh, you know, Eric, you have to understand that the Department of Homeland Security has 240,000 employees. Uh, we, we get the macro numbers. That's why I knew that there have been 1.3 million encounters or apprehensions uh, on the south, southwest border uh, this year. Uh, so, so they're collecting the, the macro numbers. I think it's just impossible to believe that he hasn't tasked at least one or two people to do the breakdown. So I'm, I'm quite confident the DHS knows exactly how many people have been returned, how many do. people are in detention, how many people have, have been dispersed uh, throughout America. Yep. He just doesn't he doesn't want the American public to know. Uh, President Biden doesn't want the American public to know, because if the American public understands the true uh, extent of this crisis, they will be outright outraged and they hopefully will hold this administration accountable. Oh, no, no, we already are. That's uh, Ron. You're uh, you're a little behind there. We are outraged. We're inflamed. We're angry. Um, Here is Jen Psaki. She had a pretty. a nice uh, exchange with Peter Ducey yesterday, and and she brought up the idea of uh, you know pregnant women uh, who you know if you're if you're pregnant you say you're pregnant you're from Haiti and you're at the border and you say you're pregnant without a pregnancy test you can stay. Now, just do you, do you think that maybe somebody might lie about it if they don't have to take a pregnancy test and they can stay, or they can go oh, son of a gun I'm not pregnant send me back to wonderful Haiti. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Here's Ducey asking about open borders. And, of course, they're still denying we have open borders. And they're saying 2.1 million people will cross the border this year. Oh, I didn't set it up. Here's some hot sake. Should somebody, say, in uh, Laredo, Texas, or El Paso, or Tucson, Arizona, have to have their chance of catching COVID go up because hundreds of miles away, there is an open border? Well, there certainly is not an open border. Uh, we are continuing. Yeah, there is, Jen. Continuing to employ our immigration proceedings and process and restrictions at the border. Yeah, there are pretty much not any restrictions. And that includes uh, the implementation of enforcing Title 42, which is an authority, a public health authority. God, is she. I wonder how many calories it takes to lie because, man, she's looking thin these days. It includes uh, moving people into either uh, a process for expedited removal or removal proceedings. That is our immigration process that we are proceeding underneath. (laughs) Here is the snarky Jen Psaki saying, do you think that pregnant women would lie to authorities to keep from going to hell i mean haiti same thing a final follow-up you say the border is not open but we're told by our teams on the ground you guys are releasing pretty much all family units couples where the woman says that she is pregnant or single women who say that they are pregnant and that nobody all the single haitians all the single haitians actually has to take a pregnancy test unless they want to so are you suggesting you don't believe when women say they're pregnant (laughs) 
<laughs> this is so fantastic. Are you suggesting that women would say that they're pregnant and they're not? Um, yeah, pretty much, Jen. Yeah. Is that a big issue, we think, at the border? You little man. You little man with your little man parts and not girl parts because you can't have a baby. Man, you don't have the right to question. I am not in charge of keeping the border secure. <laughs> do you, you think guys are. pregnant women are posing a big threat to the border? You tell yeah, me. big man. Do you think those little pregnant women with their little babies in their bellies, uh, they're going to pose a threat to you? Big man with a mask on there. To the border communities? You Is that a big me. issue? Is that a big issue? You want to fight? You want to cry, you little girl? Tell me. I'm not aware of pregnant women being a big issue of concern to people at the border. Wow. <laughs> that is uh, that is classic dismissal. That did, wow. I wish uh, Peter Ducey would have said, well, yeah, pretty much uh, if you lie, you can pretty much lie about anything to get across the border. No, I don't have any drugs in my uh, posterior. No, there are no balloons of cocaine in my stomach. Nothing there, nothing there. Let me on in. I wouldn't, I seriously wouldn't lie. Michael Knowles brought up uh, something yesterday. Why in the hell would you want uh, to come to America since the Democrats make it uh, sound like such a terrible place where, you know, men on horseback whip, whip people of color? I mean, all they're going to do is they're going to come over and then white police officers are going to kill them for nothing. You know, that's that's what's going to happen over here. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. What an awful, terrible place we live in that everybody in the world wants to come to. Really weird that way. Really weird that way. Senator John Kennedy is fantastic. I just love it. He's kind of old school, kind of matter of fact. Here he is talking about all the failures of the Biden administration. Talking about it earlier, Afghanistan, uh, inflation, uh, crime, critical race theory, gas prices. Um, they ought to end every one of Biden's failures in Istan, like Afghanistan, Inflationistan. The destruction of, a, of America's energy independence. Energyistan. And, and yet, <laughs> uh, of all of the president's screw-ups, yes, yes. there's not a single one greater than the crisis at the border. Borderistan. And it is a crisis. This year, over two million people will come into this country illegally, and we don't have the slightest idea who they are. Now, I think it's worth asking why. I'm thinking you're right. Now, this is where uh, Senator Kennedy just becomes classic. I, I just, I love it. Talking about the people making the decisions <laughs> in the Biden administration on the border. And to me, there are only one or two possible explanations. <laughs> the first is incompetence. Yes. Um, it may be that the president has put in charge of his immigration policy. Um, a bunch of pink-haired wokers <laughs> who don't know their um, their ass from their elbow. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I use ass in the King James Bible sense. <laughs> sure you do. Um, it may be that the president's put in charge of his immigration policy people who shouldn't be allowed to think for themselves. Uh, they can't think for themselves, and this is all intentional. Don't let the uh, don't let the storyline fool you. It's intentional. They don't care if they're made to look like fools and covering up the lie because the damage has already been done. Okay. Coming up, a, a report from a guy trying to clean up the area. What he saw. Goldco is a, a sponsor of the show. There's a debt bomb coming. They want to pass another five to ten trillion dollars in debt in the country, and they're going to spend it on a bunch of social engineering, socialist BS. And if you have a an IRA worth fifty thousand dollars or more, four hundred one k savings, your money is at risk because sooner or later the government is going to run out of money and taxes, and they're going to come after what you've worked your entire life for. Right now, you can shelter it 
Get your free IRS loophole kit by going with uh, retirewithnewsmax.com. Retirewithnewsmax.com. Just go there. Check it out. Check it out. And uh, get an idea. You you could uh, get up to $10,000 or more in free sil- silver with a qualified account. Okay. GoldCo has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax heights. So go to retirewithnewsmax.com. Retirewithnewsmax.com. John O'Rourke uh, works for a, an organization that cleans up America. And it's a volunteer organization, and he went to the Del Rio sector to uh, to clean up the god-awful mess caused by Biden border policy. And here's what he saw. Well, let me tell you what I saw. I saw people washing babies in the Rio Grande. Nice. I saw breastfeeding babies sleeping in dirt, 107 degrees outside, mm. red ants everywhere, real coyotes, the ones that have four legs oh. walking around. It was like naked and afraid southern border edition out there. Wow. People are literally knocking down trees and setting up uh, lean-tos and teepees and sleeping under those. They they come and go back and forth from Mexico as if me or you walk across the street. There's nobody there to stop them. It looks, I mean, seriously, it looks like, and normally you you see the, uh, you know, like Sally Struthers, who used to be these commercials, you know, send money, feed feed the world, blah, blah. That came to America. Those commercials where the guy is in the slum in, you know, New Delhi, that came to America. It was ushered in by Joe Biden and Democrat policy, guys. We spoke to a ton of them. About 85% of the people underneath that bridge were Haitian. The majority of them were coming to South Florida. A lot of them are going to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Orlando. Um, I asked them about COVID-19. Peter Ducey said, is there anybody there checking to see if, the, uh, if they have their vaccines or if they have COVID or anything like that? I was there. I was asking them about whether or not they had been vaccinated, if their vaccine was available, would they take it? Emphatically said, no, they would not take it. Um, a lot of them cited religious beliefs on the reason why they wouldn't take it. Um, they're coming here because... Why doesn't it matter when it comes across the border and spreads out into the country? Why does it only matter when it's a Trump rally? Why does it only matter when it's Sturgis? Why does it only matter when whatever? Just off subject. We've been seeing football games, baseball games all summer and no giant outbreaks. The only outbreak we've seen recently was at Barack Obama's birthday party, following his birthday party on Martha's Vineyard. Where they're coming from is so poor and they want the opportunity to, they feel like this is the opportunity now with the Biden administration to leave the countries that they've been living in, in Central America, places like Chile, and come. Here's an idea for Central American countries and places like Haiti. How about you stop making your country suck so much? I'm here now, and they told me to my face. How about you become more like the United States? We, hey, we did it a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, we did it. We became the greatest instrument of uh, individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. And uh, you're still like yeah, 500 years ago as far as your governance. The reason why we're here is because of Joe Biden is allowing us to come here. He's a very humble man. He has a big heart. He loves the Haitian people, and we love him. It was almost like I was at the biggest Biden rally I've ever been to. Everybody that was there speaking about Joe Biden. Yeah, there you go. Well, the future Biden voters, right? Future Democrat voters, isn't that what it's all about? Chris Salcedo talked to Patrick Dorrance, he's a cowboy, and he is an expert on horses talking about the idiocy and the absolute inflammatory rhetoric of people like Maxine Waters with regard to legitimate officers on horseback doing the control of the border because the animals are, they are 
officers as well. They do a job. Those men have been confined to duty for a lie. Well, first of all, Carl, let's do horse tack for dummies. These are reins, okay? And guess what? They're split. Now, the reins are attached to the bridle, and they have a bit that goes in the horse's mouth that helps us control the horse. Now, I don't understand how Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon don't already know about this, because I think each of them have a small room in their basement with the same equipment. Now, this particular bit is what we (laughs) call a correction bit. And we use it when the horse continues to do something wrong, and we have to correct that behavior. So, in my opinion, what we ought to do for every four flushing, crooked as the hind leg on a jackrabbit politician, (laughs) and every city slicker reporter and media pundit, we ought to put a correction bit in their mouth and create correct their behavior because they and some of them might really dig it don't know the first thing about horses or the border or anything else because they're sitting there in that swamp called washington yes and by the way the only uh riding horse that they've been on is a rocking horse or one of those little uh, you know those little uh, ponies in front of the grocery store they used to have you get on there and you put a quarter in it you know do that thing yeah yeah i don't know if you heard about this yesterday Israel is, as I've said, the geographic equivalent of a fingernail clipping. When you look at the countries that surround Israel, all Israel's sworn enemy because they hate them Jews. Yes, sir, they sure do hate them Jews. Just like Nazi Germany, they want them wiped off of the face of the earth. They do. They want... They, in fact, there are literally Middle Eastern maps in different countries. They don't even have Israel on the map in 2021 because they don't recognize it. And they want them dead. They want them all dead. Want them driven to the sea. Want them murdered by any way possible. And uh, we have been helping them with a thing called an Iron Dome. And an Iron Dome is a, a series of missile batteries that shoot down incoming missiles from uh, the Palestinians uh, and, and like-minded uh, haters of Israel. And it works swimmingly. It's done a fantastic job. And then Israel retaliates by launching missiles at the people who launch the missiles. And frequently, these guys are such complete, uh, well, there's a word I can use. It starts with bass and ends in turd. Uh, and they, they put their, uh, their missile launchers near uh, daycare centers and hospitals and religious centers. So when Israel goes to take out their uh, missile uh, launching site, then they get blamed and innocent people die and That's perfectly fine because that's a sacrifice the enemy is willing to make to make Israel look bad. So the Iron Dome bill, which had been, was going to be shot down. (laughs) See what I did? The squad tried to shoot it down. Rashida Tlaib, AOC, uh, Ayanna Presley, who is the the wife of Lex Luthor. um, They uh, they attempted to shoot it down, take it out of a spending package. And um, basically, uh, House said, nah. Now, 420 to 9, the majority vote said, now we're going to go ahead and give you the uh, the Iron Dome because it's defensive. It's not offensive. It's not meant to kill innocent Palestinians. It's just meant to protect Israel from uh, not-so-innocent Palestinians and like-minded enemies. Here's Rashida Tlaib raging on the floor. Do not support an effort to enable and support war crimes, human rights abuses, and violence. We cannot be talking only about Israelis' need for safety at a time when Palestinians are living under a violent apartheid system. No, not really. 
all they have to do is say, hey, you know what? We want uh, Israel to exist and we want to live in peace. And there's no apartheid whatsoever. And are dying from what Human Rights Watch has said are war crimes. We should also be... It only happens when you launch missiles at Israel and they retaliate. Talking about Palestinian need for security from Israeli attacks. We must be consistent in our commitment to human life. Period. Everyone deserves to be safe there. The bill claims to be, quote, an, a replenishment for weapons apartheid Israel used yeah. in a crisis it manufactured. Uh, when no, it the bill doesn't actually say apartheid Israel. You just threw that in there because you're an anti-Semite. Attacked worshippers at one of the most holiest Islamic locations, the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Commit- yeah, don't put uh, missile launching batteries near there. Again, numerous, numerous war crimes. And yet. No, if Israel really wanted to take out the Al-Aqsa Mosque, they'd just blow it away. It wouldn't exist anymore. If they just were doing it to be D words for Richard, uh, that would be gone. It would be. It would have been powder years ago. Would have been powdered year ago. Here is uh, Representative Ted Deutsch talking about uh, Rashida Talib. Mr. Speaker, we can have an opportunity to debate lots of issues on the House floor, but to falsely characterize. He is a Democrat, and he's German, and he likes the Jews. The state of Israel is consistent with those, let's be clear, it's consistent with those who advocate for the dismantling of the one Jewish state in the world. Yeah, there is that. And when there is no place on the map for one Jewish state... That's anti-Semitism. Yeah, that is anti-Semitism, but Rashida Tlaib has also done a lot of uh, work with anti-Semitic groups doing fundraisers and whatnot. Cortez and Pellegrino uh, talked to uh, Jim Jordan about about the Iron Dome passing. It's switching gears a bit, but still related to foreign policy. Uh, there was a vote today regarding the Iron Dome defense system for Israel. And I have to tell you, Jim, I, I don't disagree with you very often, uh, but I disagree on this issue. And it's, it's one of the few where I actually would have voted, if I were in Congress, I would have voted with the squad, believe it or not. And here's why. Not because I don't support Israel, of course. They're our great friend yeah. and great ally. But Israel is also a wealthy nation. Can you convince me, why should the United United States taxpayer be paying for the Israeli uh, air defense system Iron Dome? Okay, that's a good question by Steve Cortez. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, disagree completely, but uh, at the same time, we give a lot of foreign aid to a lot of different people, and Israel is essentially a front against terrorism, and they are a valuable ally that helps to protect us. Well, because it's part of our agreement we have with the state of Israel, and we should help our friends, help our allies. I agree with you. We should look at foreign aid for people who aren't really our friends and allies. I got a colleague who has a great line. We, we, we don't need to pay people to hate us. They'll probably do it for free. But some country like Israel, which is our best ally, our best friend, we should definitely help them. We should have never taken this money. The Democrats should have never taken this money out of the package. Helping Israel helps us. I found that interesting, Steve. The same day Joe Biden is speaking at the United Nations, telling the United Nations that, oh, we're going to restore our relationship with our allies, insinuating that somehow it wasn't good under President Trump when we know it was. He says, we're going to restore our relationship with our allies. The same time he is making that statement, guess what the Democrats in Congress are doing? What are they doing? They're taking money away from the Iron Dome defense system for the state of Israel, our best friend and ally that protects all people in Israel. Protecting Israel protects us. We need to have Israel exist there or the whole region to 
sins into the pits of hell. Arab- Just like Afghanistan. Thank you, Joe Biden, for the pullout. It protects Palestinians. It protects Israelis. Uh, it protects it protects Jewish people, of course. So it protects all people in Israel. And the Democrats want to take that out. Um, I just think it makes no sense. You help your friends. Yeah, and honestly, Democrats want to get rid of the funding. If you're saying it is just because of money, Israel's rich, then how about we just stop spending $5 trillion on BS? Because a billion dollars is absolutely nothing. Representative Chuck Fleischman spoke yesterday. He, uh, he had some powerful words to say about not defending Israel. The truth has finally come out on the floor of the House of the United States of America. Yes. I heard some of my Democratic colleagues stand with me with Israel, with our ally, to fight terrorism with a defensive weapon system. And what did we just hear? We heard the Democratic Party speak out. We heard right now from my colleague across the aisle. Rashida Tlaib. With a shocking statement. She opposes this because they have a vocal minority in the majority party that is anti-Israel, that is anti-Semitic, and as Americans, we can never stand for that. That would be the uh, the squad we're talking about here. Yeah. Megan McCain is uh, writing columns for the Daily Mail. Megan McCain, who, uh, you know, uh, not terribly bright, um, has a position because of her name, you know, kind of thing. And, of course, she uh, she is now excoriating Joe Biden, whom she voted for. In her first excoriating column for the Daily Mail, Meghan McCain says, feckless, unreliable, cantankerous Joe Biden is shaping up to be worse than Jimmy Carter. But you voted for him, so you can't be worried about it. This was the question presented to me by a friend of mine recently as we were discussing the current state of America under Joe Biden administration in the deep malaise. Welcome back, Carter. That has been ushered in by the man who promised over and over again to heal the soul of America. We promised a lot of things. Yeah. No one is healing. Nothing is healed. The wound, the left ripped it open because they hated Donald Trump so much they were willing to tear the country apart in a temper tantrum going on for four years. Joe Biden has done nothing but fester since Scranton Joe was inaugurated. Well, the country is festering, I guess. I don't know. The wound, I guess, is festering. Whatever. I'm sure there have been some things festering on Joe Biden in the past. We won't get into it. Eight months since uh, President Biden was sworn into office, the anticipation of a tone change and return to normalcy has utterly disappeared. You expected that, you idiot. The man I once considered a friend and confidant has morphed into a feckless and unreliable leader I no longer recognize. Did you not see the campaign? Did you not see... 10 people showing up to see him. Did you not see him fumbling and bumbling and looking in another direction? He gives the signs of a stubborn, cantankerous naivete. Surrounded by idiot syncophants, anyone who has spent more than 15 minutes around politics should easily recognize as the worst type of corrupt bureaucrats. You voted for it. You voted for it. Here's a little PSA that uh, just put out. I'm not sure who put this together. It might be the Republican National Committee. Anyway, talking about how the Democrats were so, so sure that the adults would be returning to the room when Joe Biden was inaugurated. And now things have gone to, you know what in a hell bath. Uh, you, you know what in a hell basket. <laughs> things are going to hand in a hell basket. Now we have adults in the White House. The adults are back in the room. Okay, the adults are back in the room. There is a sense, I think, the world over. This is also meant to make you feel like uh, you are inferior because they're adults and you are because you voted for Donald Trump. And that's typical liberalism. That the adults have returned. They lied. There are scenes of panic and pandemonium at Kabul airport in what can only be described as a chaotic exodus. 
Take a look at this video. Conditions are dire. The numbers are expected to soar to 20,000 people within the coming days. Huh. The French took an unprecedented action. They recalled their ambassador to the United States. Right, right. right now, it's a bit of a mess for the French. The inflation index has just hit a record high. It's up 7.8%. Is this what adults do? Just completely F up everything? Over the past year. I'm an adult. I don't do that. Nice. Where are the adults, says the PSA? Well, they certainly aren't in charge. There you go. Oh, um, uh, Jen Psaki shut down discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop. She tweeted in 2019 that it was fake news and all that. And then turns out it wasn't uh, the Biden administration. Uh, Joe Biden over the past uh, 40 years or so has made, uh, according to Rudy Giuliani, about 40, about $30 million in bribes and uh, graft selling influence. New emails from Hunter Biden's business associates reveal he asked for $2 million retainer plus success fees to help them unfreeze $30 billion in Libyan assets while his father was VP. Yeah. pair of emails from business associates of Hunter Biden recall he offered to them to unfreeze Libyan assets for a $2 million retainer fee plus success fees while they also discussed their misgivings over his drug and alcohol use. Email exchanges between mid-level Democrat donor Sam Jarhari and Sheikh Mohammed al-Rabini who in 2015 were both working on behalf of the new Libyan government to free up $30 billion in state foreign assets. They had been frozen by the Obama administration under the deposed Muammar Gaddafi regime in 2011. The emails are not related to the laptop, but they were found in an email dated January 2015 sent by Al-Rabani and obtained by Business Insider. Jahari discusses what he believes the younger Biden might bring to the, the table to in their efforts. He outlined the number of connections Hunter has including his role as chairman of the U.N. World Food Program. Yeah, he fed a lot of people. And the relationship he has with then-Secretary of State John Kerry, huh? And his then-Vice President Father, which in turn could provide access to Obama's file on Libya. Quote, since he travels with Dad, he's connected everywhere in Europe and Asia, where Muammar Gaddafi and the LIA, Libya Investment Authority, has money frozen, Johari writes, adding that Hunter has also said he has high-level access in China. Ha! Huh. He can help there. China at the time had been blocking the release of roughly $15 billion in Gaddafi assets that Obama ordered frozen amid a bid to increase its influence in Asia. Uh, Jahari wrote that Hunter wanted $2 million, the success fees, of course, and Jahari and his associates stood to gain 5% of whatever Libyan money they were able to free up. Now, he also mentioned this. His negatives are that he is an alcoholic, a drug addict, kicked out of uh, the U.S. Marine Corps for cocaine, chasing low-class hookers. Are there a lot of high-class hookers? I guess there are. I'm not a big hooker guy. Constantly needs money, liquidity problems, and many more headaches, he wrote. The talks came as Joe Biden was weighing his run for president, and in both emails they report that Hunter had requested secrecy or of his involvement. Ultimately, Jahari ended up hiring uh, neither Sandwag or Hunter to help with the effort to free up funds, um, and they went with somebody else. So there you go. Kind of interesting. Yeah, it's painfully obvious, right? Oh, here's Jen Psaki refusing to answer questions about it. She actually walked off like Joe Biden does at the end of a presser. Okay, thanks, everyone. That's Emerald Robinson of uh, Newsmax in the background there. Here you go. Hold on. In 2019, you tweeted it was... So now Politico is confirming they corroborated it. Have you changed your mind? 
Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, Newsmax is um, Newsmax is growing dramatically, and some big names in uh, cable news broadcasting are a little concerned about it. So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. That is all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Black Lives Matter leaders publicly uh, criticized New York's vaccine program as racist following the violent altercation at the Manhattan uh, restaurant, which was a sham. It was a, it was a hate crime. Uh, a black woman versus an Asian woman who was uh, at, at the uh, Bader D uh, stand in front of the restaurant. She attacked unprovoked and claimed this uh, woman used the N-word. It's a lie. Carmine's has never been racist. It's absurd. But President Joe Biden's approval rating among unvaccinated black voters has fallen 17 percentage points since his vaccine mandate announcement September the 9th. Kimberly Bernard, co-founder of the uh, Black Women's March, said that we are serving notice on the mayor, on the governor, on the restaurant industry. It's not the restaurant industry's fault, you moron, that we will not allow uh, for you to use this pandemic vaccination cards and masks as another reason to be racist, to put you in prison. Well, it's going to keep you out of concerts, too, there, sunshine. It's going to keep you out of going to the gym as well. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're going to do uh, nonstop, I guess, uh, now protests against vaccine mandates. I'm glad, but it's not just about black people. It's about all of us. What is going to stop the Gestapo? I mean, the NYPD from rounding up black people. It, they, they take their orders from the mayor. This according to Shavona Newsom, a BLM leader, like a self-appointed, I'm sure, probably on that. Oh, here's Rand Paul talking about the open border and how insane it is talking to Eric Bowling yesterday on Newsmax. That's insanity. Having an open border, there's polling that showed that over 700 million people would come tomorrow. The chaos of an open border, we're seeing a little bit of that now, or a lot of that, with you look at the 10,000 Haitians underneath a bridge wanting to come in. So no, the idea that that's somehow xenophobic or racist, I'm all for legal immigration. In fact, I would increase legal immigration, but I would have zero illegal immigration. They all ought to go back, send them all back. Don't let one of them in illegally. Apply to come to our country in a normal fashion. We'll welcome you. But illegally, we should have zero tolerance. 100% a little bit more on uh, Rand Paul talking about DHS Secretary Mayorkas being in charge of 240,000 employees and doesn't know uh, anything about the number of Haitians being released in the country. Actually, he does. He's just lying and covering it up. Yeah, I think Chuck Schumer, when he talks about completely open borders, is looking over his shoulder and seeing AOC right behind him, more radical than he can possibly imagine. So he has to meet her on her own ground. She said also that that no one should be deported. But uh, that is a crazy notion. It will lead to more people coming. Already, tens of thousands of people are coming because they perceive the Biden administration as being weak on the border. Uh, Senator Johnson asked the question today, 1.3 million people have been apprehended. Where are they? How many of them were dispersed within the country? And see, the worry is that maybe over half of these people have just simply been sent places in our country and said, hey, please come back and uh, appear in court a couple months from now, and none of them ever will. So really, we need to know what happened to the 1.3 million that were apprehended. Have they been sent home? How many were sent home? How many were dispersed into our country? Mayorkas wouldn't answer the question today. He said he didn't know. He's in charge and he doesn't know. That's a problem. He's a liar. His pants are on fire. Thank you very much. Okay. That's about going to do it for the show today. I'm debating whether I should play this for you. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. One of the things that I did for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years was uh, write satire. 
and um, I use my own material. I don't use other people's material. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And um, I'm very proud of it. And I was uh, uh, kind of, I guess, I wasn't tasked with it. I volunteered. I called uh, uh, a friend of mine who worked with Rush, and uh, this was about 1989 when I was 22 years old. I was a kid right out of college, and I said, hey, uh, what about this new guy in New York named Rush Limbaugh? Do you suppose he'd run my comedy? And he goes, well, I don't know. Here, let me get you in touch with somebody. He got me in touch with Kit Carson and Johnny Donovan, and thus began a, uh, a relationship that lasted until Kit Carson passed away. And it was wonderful, and I was proud. One of the proudest accomplishments of me as a, as a human being was to be published in uh, Rush Limbaugh's books and also to be featured on his show. That said, I have created something. We're going to make a couple tweaks on this, but I'm going to share it with you. Because Monday morning, I'm launching a new show. I can't give you all the details, but I've waited my entire broadcast career for this. Monday morning... You're going to find out. In fact, you're going to find out it later today. But this is something that I, uh, I put together with a good friend of mine named Sean Farish. And uh, I hope it makes you laugh. My, my, my rallies are so large. Makes the Dems say, oh, my God. Thank you for blessing me with the gift of gab and the hot wifey. It feels good when you come see a super dope homeboy from NYC. And I know I'm as much, and this is a man they can't touch. <laughs> can't touch me. Hillary can't, and I don't really want her to. Can't touch me. Sleepy Joe wishes he were me. Can't touch me. My name is DJ Trump, and I'm magic on the stump. Can't touch me. Seen any Biden caravans lately? I've been around the country, from New York to L.A. I speak to a lot of people, then play YMCA. Kamala speaks to no one, and Biden can't draw flies. And still, the fake news media thinks you voted for those guys. My rallies are on Newsmax, and Fox just can't be found. And all the fake news media, I take them to the ground. Can't touch me. How's your approval rating, Sleepy Joe? Can't touch me. COVID is more popular than Sleepy Joe. Can't touch me. I can fill a stadium. Can't touch me. Sleepy Joe couldn't fill a shoebox when you think about it. There you go. That is uh, Sean Farish and Can't Touch Me. Okay. Yeah, we're going to make a few tweaks. <laughs> we're going to do a few tweaks on that one. But uh, there you go. I, I hope you enjoy it. And that's what you're going to hear on the uh, new project we start next week. Yeah. All right. There are a lot of talk show hosts out there. Okay. Everybody's got an opinion. And that's great. And, and I can't compete with some of them. Mark Levin, I'm not a constitutional scholar. I'd have him as a guest to enlighten me because I, he spent his whole life doing it. You know, people like that. Well, one thing I can do is I can entertain. I can provide a, 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 an educated opinion and, and, uh, and also maybe make you laugh and entertain you a little bit. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, share with other people, will you? Will you please? And uh, keep listening. And by the way, the podcast is available at 50 digital uh, platforms. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. And then also this weekend, my show, uh, Rob Carson's What in the World? Oh, my God. It's funny. It is a political comedy show. It is like uh, what Gutfeld does, but not quite as East Coast and snarky. Um, and, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com if you want listings for that. In the meantime, have a glorious day. God bless our troops, both living and departed. God bless our Gold Star families, our first responders, police officers, Border Patrol agents, and of course you. And until Monday, when something new is going to happen, 
Don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.